0: What's up, Revelation Wellness family? I'm Aaron, one of the team members here, and I want to thank you for being with us today. We're so excited that we are in the body revelation season. Not only can you pre-order Alisa's new book and get access to exclusive bonuses, like the full audio version of the book, but we're spending the next six weeks bringing you special revving the words and teachings each week that will walk you through each stage connected to metabolizing pain and into healing. So be sure to swipe up on the show notes for a link to pre-order The Body Revelation. Let's get ready to dive into stage one with Elisa. Well, all right, let's jump in. I know you've probably heard us talk about the next book, The Body Revelation, that is available right now for pre order. Thank you to those of you who have pre ordered. It helps us spread the mission and message of this ministry far and wide. So thank you for that. We're really grateful. But what we wanted to do is to just condense kind of what is in that book to some basic principles. And one of the key factors that sets this this book apart, the message of the book, and really it's the message of the ministry that we've been doing here for 13 years, is how to metabolize pain. So in the next few weeks, on Thursdays, I'm just going to give you a quick, short, hopefully 20, 30-minute teaching on what it means to metabolize our pain. Because this applies to everyone. Everyone. If you are living and breathing on planet Earth you are going to live through some trouble some hurt you have lived through some pain and I believe and this is what the Lord's been showing me and scripture shows and just step back and look at the climate of the world and the church I don't know how well we're doing <laughs> It seems like there's a lot of confusion and chaos, dissension, division, I don't know. And I think I get jealous for the Lord that I think he wants a beautiful bride, a whole body on the earth, making him known and seen. And so that means we need to heal. So for the next six weeks, I'm just gonna walk you through some of the stages of metabolizing pain. The book will go deeper into this. The book will give you practices. I will not have the time to cover everything that's in the book, but I can promise you what I'm going to cover in each of the next uh, episodes is going to serve you, especially, especially if you are wanting to stay free out of the obsess or neglect pattern when it comes to your body. And your body isn't about what you can see, it's about what you can do. Can you live out what you know to be true when you read it in God's word? So for the next six weeks, these Thursday episodes are for two people, two types of people. One, it's for the person who feels stuck in their body. And what I mean by that, by stuck, it means that you know what is right to do or think or feel or choose, but with your body and action, words and deeds, you just can't seem to make it happen. And so you feel like a fraud, fraud syndrome shows up, shame shows up, compounds over and over, and that drives us deeper into a hole of fear. We keep trying to do what we know is right to do, but we can't seem to do it. And that just makes us feel more and more like a failure. That was my story and wasn't necessarily about my body. Remember our body is not about what it looks like. It's about what it can do. And from when we are doing and living out our faith, then things inside of us will align the way they need to be and stress hormones will regulate and go down and who knows how our body health shape or size could change it's an inside out work so for the person who feels stuck in your body in other words you you know what's right to do but you can't get your body to do it that was my story seven years ago my world came crashing down I almost quit ministry I was so at the end of myself because i knew what was right to do i knew how i should be mothering i knew how i should be as a wife i knew all these things notice the word should and i felt the weight of shoulding on myself but why couldn't i get myself to live it out i believe this is where the obsessor shows up often and that's more my category this the reason i wrote this book and for people who tend to obsess over Not being able to get right what you want to get right. So then that's why we control and do other things in life that we can control. Because life feels so out of control. We can't seem to live a whole and peaceful life. Our brain doesn't feel connected to our body. And our body doesn't feel connected to our brain. And I also wrote this book for the person who feels stuck with their body, about their body, focused on things they can control, but then can't seem to control it. You can only do it for a short amount of time and that drives you deeper into a cycle of disappointment and shame. That's the neglector <laughs> So basically this metabolizing pain is for, are for people who fall into those polarizing segments of feeling like you are obsessing about your body and hyper vigilant and controlling or neglecting your body and tend to fall into a, a a place of it doesn't matter. It's fine. And it's a disconnected place as well. Both of them are unhealthy. And here's the good news, friend. Here's the good news. The problem is not that you have a lack of knowledge, intelligence, willpower or ability or spirituality the problem is pain the trouble and adversity we live through creates stress and ongoing stress disrupts the organization and structure of our brain making it feel darn near impossible to think feel or choose correctly with our bodies now please take note that it's not that stress is a bad thing. We actually need stress in our life. Stress is good. And I talk about that more in the book of how to reframe tension versus pain. Like, how do I know if something is really hurting me or helping me? You can know that by knowing what's going on in your body, by being in touch with that inner landscape of you. The ongoing stress. The continually ruminating and thinking about the story that compounds the stress creates damage to the brain, making it hard to feel connected to the body or the body to the brain. It's a really exciting journey we get to go on and take together. So the ongoing stress is what we are after. For some people, it's helpful to talk about what they're feeling. This is why talk therapy is really useful have a friend to talk to, talk about what you're feeling, talk about what hurt you today, talk about your frustrations. So important. And coming out of the time of COVID where we felt distanced and we already were socially disconnecting more and more because of technology. Now we're in a further pulled back state of relationship. We do need to be talking. We need to let our ears hear, our mouth say what our heart believes. But talk therapy is a top-down approach. And what we do in the body revelation and everything you do here at revelation wellness is we come from the bottom up. We say, Hey, we know that you're having trouble in the world. There's hard things. Let's just go for a walk. Let's just move our body and let's see what happens when our body has a chance to have a language and talk about what it has to say. That's the bottom up therapy that we do here weekly, as well as encourage you to be thinking about what you're thinking about and have friendships and connections and community to talk to. All of that can help heal and rewire your brain and increase the integrity of your body, health, and immune system. The good news about any ongoing stress you've lived through, trauma, adversity, pain, if you are prone to that obsessed neglect cycle, if you know that you, you just feel like you can't get things under control in your life, you feel like a fraud or you feel like a failure all the time, we can heal. Neuroplasticity is a real thing, which is the ability to re-architect redesign and restructure our brain. Praise God for that. That is good news. Because as Jesus says in John 16, 33, I have said these things to you, meaning the things that, listen, I'm gonna be going to the cross. I'm gonna leave you a helper a Holy Spirit. He says, I've said these things to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation. You will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome it. So let's talk about metabolism. What is a metabolism? At a very basic level, a metabolism is about a chemical exchange. You eat food, and your body does this breaking down thing to turn that substance, that something solid like food, into chemistry, chemicals that nourish your body and then out comes waste something comes in something goes out you are living and breathing today because you have a metabolism and that's like a fire inside of it, inside of you you have to always be feeding that fire if you stopped eating your body would eventually perish and you would die something always has to be coming in so something can always go out it's it's like i always think of that recycle emblem something's always coming in and something's always going out it's circular notice that too it never ends it can't end if you stop eating you will stop living something goes in so something comes out when god created everything it's all sustained in a an exchange of everything notice there's opposition of day and night and sun and moon and water and land. And it all works together in an economy of exchange. It's all working together. It's not linear as much as it's circular. There's a metabolism of God where he wants to take anything and everything you are facing that in this world is trouble and turn it in to taking heart and making it good. In the kingdom of God, nothing is wasted. That's a metabolism that we can take something in and use it for good. So we have the ability to metabolize and process our pain. And friends, it's time to use and bring our body to the conversation as well. So over the next few weeks, I'm going to be talking about each time we come together, we're going to just talk about the stages of metabolizing pain. The first stage is surviving. If you did Monday's podcast, uh, where we did revving the word, I planted the seed on the survival. Like we all have this survival instinct in us. If someone came right now and covered your mouth and began to try and smother you or keep you from breathing, there is no way that you would just stop and do nothing. Your instinct, you are built to live and survive. You would push that hand away. You would fight to survive and live. You are hardwired for life. And that is a beautiful gift of God. He wants you living. He is the author of life. And it is on his time that he takes life. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy your life. And that can happen When we are living in a survival-like mentality where we're just staying safe but not thriving. God created us to increase, multiply, take ground. Don't just survive and get by in this tiny little existence. Take up more space. Your body is how heaven gets seen. (laughs) our body is a revelation revelation means to know what you could never know it's earth or from it's from heaven to earth that's what revelation means what you could never know and god wants to infiltrate our troubles and pains to make heaven seen so he can say hey give me that work problem you have today give me that bad email give me that bad news that came in the mail acknowledge it but give it to me because I can take this and exchange it and turn it into something beautiful. Now we can know that in our head guys, but it's the goal of the body revelation for you to get it into your body because there are practices. And by the way, it's some practices you've never done before that are over in the book that I just, we, I don't have time to do it with you right now, but you can go over and get all that when that goodness is released. And by the way, just so you know, in the book, every chapter you read at the end of every chapter, there's four stages in surviving. And in that survival stage, after each chapter, we will go for a walk together, just a walk. We will do some breathing. We'll do some stretching together. We're going to work it out because the issues are in our tissues. And we got to drop the pin on our survival tendencies we were made for good we desire good good burns in us like a fire guys this desire for good that you have it's good but you've often heard me say that the good things we desire when we make those our god thing we will get hurt and we will hurt others So what pain really is, is misplaced worship and desire. Does your body feel like a problem to be solved? Do you feel stuck with your body trying to make the best of what you've been given? Are you still prone to getting stuck in the obsess and neglect cycle concerning your body? Friends, this is Elisa, and this is why I wrote my next book, The Body Revelation. In The Body Revelation, you will learn how to stop treating your body as a problem to be solved and learn how to engage with your body and God as part of the solution instead. This isn't a book just to be read. It's a book to be trained. Swipe up on the show notes now to pre-order your copy of The Body Revelation, Thanks for helping us share with the world that what's needed now on the earth is for each of us to walk with God and receive a body revelation. And now back to our show. So what pain really is, is misplaced worship and desire. Pain will happen when you desire anything more than God. Because you were made for God. You were made for his burning love. He loves you. It is his desire to be with you and to love you. And you can't outrun this love. As Psalm 139 or 119 says, where can I go to escape you? He is pursuing you in his desire for you. That's his metabolism that burns. He desires you. That's the energy of love, the source of life. He desires you that when we would turn our desires towards him, then our metabolic fire is working in conjunction with a kingdom that wants to be seen here on earth as it is in heaven. His love burns for us and we burn for other things. In stage one of survival, we have to recognize the things that we desire that harm us or hurt another What do you desire? In chapter one, we drop the pin on that. And there's some questions there to ask you to think about what are you desiring? And not all desires are bad. It's just when they get up, raised up higher than the love of God. (laughs) I know you're like, at least I've heard this so many times before. Yes, you have. But guess what? You haven't worked it out. And that's what we do as we go through the book. Now here's another crazy concept I need you to get in place before we move on to our next stage. Survival we talk about it's a fire that burns within us. James in James, uh, chapter four, verse one, James says, what causes the quarrels among you? It's the desires within you. <laughs> we burn for things inside of us. And so we burn others with those desires, passions, things to, to, to kind of soothe our ache. And all that desire, I'd like you to think of it as energy. Energy. You are more energy than you are physical matter. This is an absolute scientific truth. Let me read to you from page 33 of the book. It says this fact. All matter contains energy. All matter. This table, your body. Everyone tap your body right now. That contains energy. Before the 20th century, scientists assumed that all matter, the things we can touch, weigh, measure, and feel could be seen because we humans like to measure what we can observe and propose theories to help us make sense of what we don't understand. The study of what we can measure and see is called Newtonian physics. For example, an object's movement stays the same unless something else changes it. And for every reaction, there's an equal and opposite reaction. By the early 20th century, scientists knew that the atom was the smallest form of matter. However, they wanted to know the substance of an atom, so they split it. And guess what they found when they split the atom? Atoms aren't made up of more matter. We currently depict the atom as protons and neutrons clustered together with electrons whizzing around them on the outside. And here's something very strange. Listen up, friends. Atoms... Are 99.9999999% empty space. Could this mean that the smallest part of us is the biggest part of us? The smallest part of us energy drives and affects what we see as the most significant parts of us matter, what we can touch, taste, see, and feel. Sounds a lot like faith to me. Friends, if we are going to metabolize our pain, we have to realize that there's this chemistry inside of us, these desires, these things we burn for, and that energy is why you got out of bed today because you desired to go another day. That's why if you kill desire, you kill life. This is why a a, a smoldering wick God does not put out. There's a little bit of life there, a little bit of chemistry for God to, breathe on and bring change. But there is more to us that is energy than matter. This really matters to continue on. If we're going to have this metabolic exchange of pain, we have to realize we have made it about what it's not about. We are more about energy than matter. We are made more of the substance of faith, what we cannot see than what we can see. And when we stay busy, focused on the things we can see and making it about those things, we miss out on a great chemical exchange, on a great story exchange, our story of misery and pain for one of glory and overcoming. In stage one of survival, we, well, along with this recognizing there's more to us than what, there's more to this than what's going on on the surface of me. I had to contend with some of these desires and energy inside of me and also what that energy does to me, good or bad. But another fun fact I like to bring to the table is this law of thermodynamics. So we know that all matter is energy, more energy than you are substance and heart and tissue and blood. There's this energy is more of you than what you can see. But the law of thermodynamics, the first law of thermodynamics says this, that energy, right? Because we're energy, energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred or transformed. Think about that energy, emotional energy. Remember it's this chemistry inside of you. What you desire is energy and that energy is isn't created or destroyed. You can't just destroy it and you can't create more energy. You can only take what energy you have, good or bad, and transfer it, give it away to someone else, good or bad, or transform it into something else, good or bad. That is such good news, guys. Listen, science is not opposed to your spirituality, to faith. They work hand in hand together and every answer we're not going to get or every question we have will not get answered. But the questions we do have when we look to science sure help point towards a God who made us not just to survive, but to thrive and take up space, multiply, have dominion, take this little seed and make a great exchange. That law of thermodynamics or law of energy, could also think of that as generational sin remember somewhere down the line as sin evolved through the generational line we transfer that down we just keep passing it along we transfer that energy we transfer that hopelessness we transfer that addiction we transfer that DNA code is can get passed on until it gets interrupted and metabolized This can happen right now. This exchange can happen now so that you can move from just surviving, being careful around this fire to actually becoming consumed by the fire of God, the love of God that is the greatest desire. And that moves us out of survival into a life that is expansive and free. Take up more space. Take all that energy that's inside of you. Your hopes, your wishes, your dreams, and even your disappointments and despair. Focus it towards the one who loves you. And his love is never going to stop burning and desiring you. If you focus your desires that way, now we have the key fire and basic elements for great transformation and exchange. Friends burn for God because God's love burns for you. We love because He first loved us. We desire because He first desired us. We have breath because He first breathed life into us. Anywhere you try to escape the love of God in whatever pain or hurt you have, you can stay busy. You can stay active, but you will be tired. Your body and your brain, your mind, your soul want rest. You have an enemy who wants you disconnected from God, the source of love and ultimate uplifting energy. Satan wants you disconnected from God because that's what his existence is like for him. There's no love or truth in him all he can do is take our desires that's good and twist them for ill-gotten gain. Keep us busy ruminating on the disappointment that our body is or isn't or what he or she did or didn't say. God loves you. He wants to love the hell out of you. The fear, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the bitterness, the rejection, and the betrayal out of you. Let him consume that, give him that desire and watch what his metabolic fire will do. I say this in the book and I'll say it again. It is the job of the Holy spirit to eat adversity for breakfast and poop joy by lunch. (laughs) That's what God wants to do. Did you love it? He he made this so that we can't escape it. You've got to enter into the circle. Put yourself in the circle of God's love. Let him encamp and encircle around you, and it will burn away that pain. But first, you have to bring the pain to him. You have to bring the sadness, the disappointment, the hurt. And, yet, and friend, might I encourage you in closing with this, some of you might feel overwhelmed by this because... You don't want to address the pain but i can tell you this to keep running is not the answer there's where else are you going to go this is the place to be recognizing your survival tendencies recognizing hey i'm living but i'm not free might i say to you grace to you no shame thank you for being willing to say I'm still doing the thing I don't want to do and the thing I want to do. I can't seem to do. You, friend, are in good and loving hands. God loves burns for you. And he will not quit until he makes beauty from ashes, light from darkness, and your good deeds your ability to good things glorifies your father in heaven that is his desire he wants you to glorify him but not out of duty and trying harder and succumbing to a survival stage of life and just making it through nope his love will transform you and as we go through these stages together god's love is gonna come near and help you to reason to think feel and choose what's best God is gonna love you and love the hell out of you until your body is heaven's home. So I leave you with this question from page 23, question one of chapter one. What life desires leave you feeling chronically disappointed and cause you pain? Could you take a moment to just think on that? Ask the Holy Spirit. What life desires leave you feeling chronically disappointed and cause you pain? In him is fullness of life, friends, and he has all intention of giving you all of himself. Just give him all of you, and that includes your body too. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God, for this time I ask right now, Lord, that you would just infiltrate your sons and daughters, fill them right now. I pray that a presence would come upon them and in their body home and in their atmosphere. God, that you're with them, you love them, you desire them from eternity past, long before you laid a foundation, a stone of this earth down. God, you had each of them in mind to be made holy and whole by your love that you have given us passions and desires, and you do not shame the things we desire, God, but you desire to turn them into something more beautiful than what this world would give us. Help us, Lord, to recognize our survival, our orphan thinking, our, our thoughts that you are holding out on us, and you're not good or reliable. We confess and we repent of it, God, and we ask for your refreshing love to come now reach into the caves where Gideon hides. Quicken the hearts of the Debras who have stepped aside. God, come and fill us. Fill us to the fullness and draw us out, out of surviving, into the places where we can recognize the pain and lift you higher. Heal us, God, and we will be healed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And Swipe up on the show notes if you want to pre-order, get the free audio version of the book, whatever it is that would serve you. I'm just so grateful we get to do this together. And recently someone came up to me and said, thank you. Thank you for what you do. And I said, thank you for being a place where I can put this stuff because this is the stuff that's burning inside of me. Thanks for being a place where I can put it. I pray you're blessed extravagantly today. Now go be a blessing. Peace.